welcome to the Nick and Cat Show. Dun, da, da, da. Our one, our one little friend in North Dakota. Hi. Hi, friend in North Dakota. I need to look at our stats again. It's fun. You know what? Mm-hmm. North Dakota friend, if you tell just one other friend and they subscribe, we will have doubled our audience. Yes. I mean, you can have a real impact. <laughs> you can be a change maker. Yes. Do it. <sighs> yeah, we should look at our statistics. I will. I'll look at them actually tonight when I have a lot of computer work, personal work to do at home tonight. I just have a lot of stuff to do, so I'll look at that. Let's find out how many Russian bots are following us. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Putin, what's up? Oh, Lord. Well, maybe he's distracted with his um, insane war right now. His megalomaniac. Yeah. Self. Ugh. Now, now we're asking for Russian bots to just attack <laughs> us. They're going to shut us down. Oh, man. All right. Well, um, what's been going on with you? It's been busy. It's always busy, but it's been good. It hasn't been, you know, it's crazy. You're fine? You're fine? I'm fine. I have my fine face on. <laughs> I um, I saw this uh, sweater for sale on Facebook, and it, had, it was a white sweater. It had black block lettering that said, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. But then there was... This huge oh, I saw that one. Cut of it, like <laughs> bloody, with bloody, yes. like, <laughs> bloody wound on the so side funny. of it. I and I was like, that. I might need that. Well, yesterday <clears throat> I've been like weepy lately. I just I don't know. Um, and so last night I was like, Dale, we need to watch something. I just need to let it out. So we watched Where the Crawdads Sing, oh. and I read that book, and it was so good. And they really did a good job in the movie. They you did, know? yeah, they really did. And so, and I didn't cry. Instead, I was critiquing the whole thing and telling Dale what they were missing. And he's like. <laughs> Stop talking. <laughs> so in high school, my friend Trinka and I were, I think we were broken up with our boyfriends and we thought we were like having the worst time ever and we couldn't cry. And so <laughs> we thought, well, let's just rent some really sad movies mm-hmm. and that'll make us cry. So we rented, oh God, it's one with um, Robert Redford and um, the girl with the long dark hair. It was like from the 70s, like the way we were. No, not the way we were. It was, she dies at can't Allie... McGraw? I don't know. She dies of cancer. Oh, gosh. It's supposed to be like one of the saddest movies ever. And we literally busted out laughing. It's like <laughs> when she got diagnosed with cancer. Oh, my Because we were just like, we knew we were trying to make ourselves cry, but it wasn't Well, you working. know, one of those, oh, we've talked about this before. So sometimes, you know, when it's inappropriate to laugh or like and you're at a funeral, right? And you're uncomfortable and it's your uncomfortable feelings coming out and they come in and out. They come out inappropriately. Yes. And that's so uncomfortable. And like one time, you know, you and I were doing something and I was going to start laughing and it was not a moment that we should be laughing. And I was like, control yourself and don't look at Nicole. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's going to fall apart. Okay. The movie's called Love Story. Oh, okay. I was going to just, yeah, she ends up anyway. And look, I'm not saying cancer is funny because by the way, she didn't really have cancer. It was a movie. Yeah, but we right. just were like, we couldn't make ourselves cry. Your nails look pretty. Oh, thanks. I um, I went out on a le- – I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go for red. I'm I feeling love red fallish. nails. Yes. It's cold here in Arizona. A, a balmy 67 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We're like, woo, where are boots? I know. I our- actually <laughs> – I know. It's so true. But um, I'm enjoying it. Actually, we've been walking a lot because it's so nice out. You know, by the time I get home from work and before I start dinner, we go walking for about like 60, 70 minutes or so. Wow. Yeah, it's really fun. And it's so nice. And actually, you're walking around and you can smell the food cooking. And I'm like, it inspires me to grill. So we're going to grill tonight. Ooh. Some steak and vegetables. 
I'm inspired to do nothing. I just want to, <laughs> I've had a hard month. I just want to sleep. I hear you, girl. It has been a rough month. It has been. Thanks for I'm coming like, over yes, on Thursday, by the yes, way. Of course. We had to put one of my dogs down. So sad. I'm going to choke up. Maybe that's why I'm so weepy because I've been feeling that, you know, for you. We love, you know, Rocky and. He was such an so awesome dog. Devastating. And so Nicole's so funny because I'm like, I'm coming over to your house tonight. I'm just going to drop stuff off. Don't come to the door. <laughs> She's like, nope, you're coming to the door. I'm like, you're coming to the door and can you pick up some cheese? And I'm like, I'm already on it. I've got prosciutto. I've well, got I had cheese. Cra- I and- thought I, I usually have something. Yeah. But I did. I have tons of crackers. I had tons of wine. I had no cheese. And I was like, oh. I picked up some brie. <clears throat> it was so good. It was good. We just drank wine and talked about life and all of our animal losses and, and picked out on wine, uh, wine and, and cheese, cheese and crackers. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing. Oh, and prosciutto. That prosciutto is so good. Is that Safeway prosciutto? Yes, it's like their primo taglio. Ah, chef's brand. kiss to yes. you. I'm like thinly sliced, please. She's they like, did a okay. great job. They do. It's my favorite one. I always. But it's like it on. packed in origami. So if you're like not doing that well emotionally, it can be a tiny bit frustrating, but it's so delicious. It's I'm like, it. it's like, it's a puzzle trying to pull the pieces out because they put it in between. I'm like, it's transparent. I can see, yeah. I can see there's prosciutto in there. How do I get to it? I know. It's like a, it's like a. Um, and Binky loves prosciutto too, by the way. I always like breaks off little pieces really? for her. Oh, she loves it. She's my girl. Wait, you or, did bring Binky to the hospital? Yeah, she had to go to the vet. Her, she just hasn't been feeling well lately and I've noticed. And so I like nailed her down basically and like opened up her mouth and she's got like an infection going on. So I took her to the den or to the vet and the vet was like, yeah, these teeth need to get pulled. So she's on antibiotics and it's real fun giving her antibiotics, by the way. This morning I like had to like hold her down and like hold her nape of her neck so she could pop her mouth open and just shoot it in the back. Okay, hold on, hold, hold on, (laughs) hold on. I may, I may have a solution. I might not, but I may, if I, it is a solution, this will be my mom hack. Is it liquid? Mm -hmm. Okay. Can you mix it with anything? Yes. Does she like chicken? Yes, she does. Okay. What you need to do is get um, like a packet or like the liquid chicken um, chicken stock. Yeah. And then mix it with like chicken stock, especially if chicken stock concentrate. Yeah. And then they'll just eat it. That's good. They'll just lap it up. Okay. Because I almost poisoned Tucker once. Because I was giving, it was Peter's 50th birthday. I had to give Tuck, I had to give Dewey, our 150 pound dog, tranquilizers to like <laughs> knock him out so he wasn't insane during the party. Right, I remember this. So I'd given him, oh yeah, like, <gasps> and so then Tucker, our 20 pound dog, leapt up, grabbed it mid air, came from nowhere. I was like, <laughs> where, what, what is going on here? But he ate it. And then, and Tucker was little and we just got him. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was freaking out. Peter was like, Drive, I'm like, just drive him to the vet. I will call. And so I called the vet and they're like, we don't, we don't, you know, you're just going to have to, he's not going to die. He's just going to be really sleepy. And I was like, I don't trust that answer. It's like calling our back office. I know. I'm like, <laughs> I don't trust that answer. So then I called another vet and they were like, well, have you tried to make him throw up? And I'm like, what do you do? Like stick your finger down his throat? <laughs> like, what do you mean? Like a little bulimic oh. dog. So if you give dogs, um, uh, ooh, what is it called? Um, Hydrogen peroxide, oh. real hydrogen peroxide, mm-hmm. like that you put on cuts. Yeah. If you give them hydrogen peroxide to eat, <clears throat> they'll vomit. Oh, wow. The trick is getting them to eat it. Right. So I was trying to use a turkey baster and blah, blah, blah. And my nephew is here, um, who's not that much younger. He's by marriage, not that much younger than me. And he was like, why don't you just put it in chicken broth? And we put it in chicken broth. He lapped the whole thing up. He puked for like an hour, got it all like 
oh, you know. system. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a good mom hack. That's my mom hack. I'm done. And <laughs> scene. Now I can relax the rest of the podcast. <laughs> Here's my mom hack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I really love this. I think I've talked about this before. So the only reason why I have a TikTok is not to record myself. I don't like TikTok. And we need to talk about this a little bit. But go ahead. Is because well, you can search for all different kinds of stuff. So I'm not searching for the right stuff. There's nothing that's of interest to me. Well, then you need to search some things, and then so then the algorithm can yes, figure out exactly because yeah. all of mine are animal <laughs> rescues and recipes. That's all I get now, <laughs> and true crime. <laughs> I get a lot of like vapid 20 year old women and I'm like well in the beginning Ooh. I was seeing like there I was getting like strippers like I've made this much money in a day and I'm like what it, what in the world is why is this showing up on my feed and you're I, like I, I mean not, I know not... the bills have been a little tight lately <laughs> but not that tight uh, shake that ass for me <laughs> shake that ass for me <laughs> we would be the worst strippers we in the world be. first of all we'd be cracking up <laughs> and then we'd be like don't touch her what are you doing <laughs> Sir, does your wife know where you are? I know. They'd, actually, they'd pay us to get off stage. They would. We, maybe we would make money as strippers. <laughs> oh, my God. so funny. Oh. But that, um, anyway, but for TikTok, I actually, so it's like recipe galore. There's all kinds of great recipes. It's so much fun. And so I'll get on my treadmill in the morning. Now that it's nice, we're walking outside. But I'll turn on TikTok and just watch recipes or like all kinds of great stuff. Yeah. And they've got good mindful things, you know. I just can never think about what I want to. I search for women in finance. Mm-hmm. And yeah, again, so I get some of that. But then I, they sent me a bunch of 20-year-old girls who were like, this is what I want to do with my budget. And I was like, it's great that that's there. And right. I really hope some women are watching it. But yeah. that ship has sailed for me. Right. Like that's been, it's You're been beyond. 28 years since I've exactly. been 20 years old. So, yes. um, okay. Anything else? Yeah. Lots to talk about, but we're good. I'm good. You're good? Yeah. Are you fine? I'm fine. I'm fine too. <laughs> Let's just keep going. Yes. Um. Okay. So... We decided today that we wanted to talk about something positive because we feel like we've been bitching and moaning a lot about... <laughs> Actually, I liked the last being the... Um, Chief Emotional Officer. It was really good. I thought that was a good one. Yeah, I liked it. We did a good job. I was cracking up. I am like, I don't know what we, tangent we went off on. I started laughing. Dale's like, what are you doing? I go, I'm listening to our podcast because I was cooking or I was doing something in the kitchen. He was watching TV. So I always put my ear my earbuds in and work away or whatever. Well, so uh, <laughs> I think you actually talked about this in the Chief Emotional Officer, but the, the morning we put Rocky down, like we scheduled it and then um, Peter got in the shower and he came out of the shower and goes, well, I just pulled a Kathleen. And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> he's like, that, he's like that podcast where she's like, I get up in the morning, I make my coffee, I get in the shower, I cry, I do my hair, yes. I put my makeup on. He's like, she said it like it was no big deal. He's like, so I just cried in the shower like Kathleen. Oh. I'm like, oh, baby. Well, because it's by, you're by yourself and you know what I mean? And it doesn't, I don't mean for it to happen that way, but it just happens that way. And I'm fine with it. Well, and if you want to refer back to another podcast, I appreciate that Peter cried in the shower by himself because yeah. as we all know, I am very uncomfortable with people crying. <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm trying. You're fine. You're always always good you're always very supportive. I am fine I well no but then okay so my mother had open heart surgery two weeks ago and mm-hmm. there were all kinds of um complications and it's been a shit show I told mm-hmm. you it's not been a good month no. for me 
So, uh, so it was, it was surprise, uh, open heart surgery. We thought it was just like, you know, orthoscopic going in through the side, but literally as they're wheeling her in, they're like, you know what, we're going to do open heart. And so then my dad's, you know, we're wait, sitting in the waiting room and my dad is freaked out because yeah. now like the difficulty level has gone up. And my dad looks at me and he's like kind of emotional. And he's like, I just haven't thought about what I'd do if I lost your mother. And I'm like, she's going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, what is wrong with me? Aww. What is wrong with me? I need to work on my emotional range of like, I don't know. I need to work on it. Um, and we're going to work on letting people cry and not telling everyone they're fine. <laughs> How's that? There you go. But this is not the podcast where I'm going to um, let people cry because we're just going to talk about things that make being a working mom awesome. Yes. Our favorite things. Yes. So Kat and I have each come up with our two favorite things about being a working mom. Mm-hmm. I realized this morning at like 6 a.m. that I came, I better come up with some extras because if you and I have the same, mm-hmm. then we're SOL. So I have some backups in okay. case Kat, you know, takes mine um, and I take Kat's. So, oh, if I take, ooh, if I take yours, you can take one of mine. Okay. I, I'll give you one of mine. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know. I feel like, you know, it's really funny. Sometimes when you do those office games or like team building, you know, experience, which I'm awful at, by the way, it's like, I'm so, I am very precise with instructions and directions. I don't know why it's how my brain is wired. So when I'm sitting back to back with somebody and they're supposed to explain what for what I'm supposed to draw or whatever, I hate those things. So I'm sitting there thinking that I have to, so the picture is a triangle and a square. Wait, this is a game you had to play? Yes. Who the hell made you play this? It was a team building thing. I promise you we will never play this game. Okay. So it was like the triangle and it was overlaying the square. And I'm supposed to explain this picture to my person. We're back to back and she has to draw it. And I'm like, well, how descriptive can I be? And they were like, there's all these rules. Anyway, so I'm instead of saying draw a square, I'm like draw four lines. (laughs) 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 She's like two four lines right next to each other. That's what I I do. I know. And I am oh so I'm gonna go, you know what? Let me do I'll do the drawing. You guys explain it to me. I'm not good at team building because I take over. Yeah, no, I And because I own the company, it's even worse. So people Mm -hmm. just let me keep bossing them around. So I I actually can't because remember Perry and Meryl did that whole thing where they did this whole like scavenger hunt thing and I basically was like well let me tell you how we're supposed to be doing it. and I think I kind of screwed it up too but I still was bossy we got about it. it we got it done we, we got it, done. it out we got it done um okay we keep digressing I'm sorry is it that we don't want to talk about the things no, that make being a, we a mom I feel like, a working mom awesome well we used to podcast every weekend and now we do it like once a month yeah and so I think there's just always stuff to talk about we gotta get caught up, up. yeah get, okay why don't you start okay why don't you start? And we're going to take like 10 minutes to talk about each of our, like, few of our favorite things All about right. being a working mom. Well, one thing that I love about being a working mom is the being like the independence 
it it helps me define who I am. Not that being a working mom, but it, it's fulfilling for me. I like to get up in the morning. I like to have purpose. Like Cry in the shower. Yeah. I get up in the morning. <laughs> I make my coffee. I cry in the shower. Ugh. And then, um, but it gives me a sense of serious fulfillment, right? It's like, you know, you, I like, if I don't have, like, if I don't structure things out on a calendar or put things together, then things can just kind of like, I'll get to it or I'll get to it. You know what I mean? It's like, for instance, here's an example, and I don't know if this is a great example. I'm always earlier on time for work, but I'm always late when I go to see friends. I don't know why. It's just like, you know, I'm so strict and so rigid during my work life. I like you know, will usually be like five, 10 minutes. It just depends on what's going on. So let me, let me like dig down into this a little bit. So you're saying that what you love about the working part of being a working mother is that it makes you feel fulfilled and purposeful. And yes, and organized. So let's, I want to like dig into that a little bit. Mm -hmm. So do you think that the purpose and the fulfillment, like what do you think makes, like gives you those feelings? I think it's um, – I'm a list person. I like lists. And even if I didn't put it in my list and I did it, I'll put it in my list and crush it off. It's just how I operate. It's being – it's just knowing that I got all this stuff done. Knowing I have all this to do and I'm going to get it done. It's fun. It's like let's get through it. Let's get it done. So I'm going to share one of mine because mm-hmm. I think it's the same thing almost, mm-hmm. just a little bit different. So my thing was I love the challenge. Mm-hmm. And not just the work part of the challenge, yes. but the challenge. But I do love the work challenge because it challenges my brain yes. in a different way. Yes, And I actually like being challenged in a business sense mm-hmm. and in a work sense. Yes, And also, not all the time, but I do like being challenged family-wise. Like, how do you raise good kids? And how do you mm-hmm. um, keep a marriage happy? And how do you make sure that you still have your friends? And how do you work in... like? So I like the challenge of the whole thing. <laughs> you pepper and Pam. <laughs> Pam. <laughs> Porn and mimosas. <laughs> Cheers to Pam. Cheers. Oh, I was just thinking, yeah, I was just thinking about porn the other day. <laughs> Actually, you know, it's really funny. I was getting ready to go to bed one night and I was on Instagram and it was like um, sugar pop or one of those like... Oh, pop sugar. Pop sugar. And it said, and it talked about, it talked about porn with women. And it was like, you know, you don't, some people don't have to sit and watch the porn, but here are some websites that you can go read about porn to get like... In the mood. Yes. So I tried to find it and it was... That should be your mom hack next. Find that. Okay. Find it. That's next week's mom hack. Okay. I'll bring it Porn in. sites for women. Yes. Um, but it was reading. It's like not it's like novel reading. Well, and it's interesting because this has been such a shit month. Mm-hmm. I have um I have let sex go to the wayside. And yesterday I was like, we are having sex. Right. I right. do not care. Right. I don't really care if you don't want to. <laughs> I don't really care if you find me unappetizing <laughs> at the moment. I don't care if you're fucking exhausted. Like right. we're going to do right. this. Right. Um, and then I was like, but I want you to do want to do it too. Do you want to do it? And he's like, yes, I want to do it. <laughs> and by so him, funny. I mean my husband. Right? It wasn't like a random man on the street. That so. sounded weird. Um, anywho, so I, I agree with you. I think that I think there is, um, especially there's a work aspect of it, be, is even more so. So I like the I like the challenges at work typically more than the challenges at home, mm-hmm. right? Because the work challenges, 
I feel like I can control yes. for like 99%. Mm-hmm. You know, like I can find the right answer. I can figure out the right solution. I can, you know, guide my clients in the right way. I can give the right advice. I can uh, structure things the right way. Mm-hmm. The, it is a little bit more challenging when there are challenges at home. Right. Well, because you're dealing with people. Yeah. Well, I guess you're dealing with people at work, but well, they like listen to you right. as opposed to at home where right. they're they're like, well, you're Rebels. a stupid mom. Yeah. No. And I haven't done a Jack voice in a while. You have not. He's been really liking me a lot lately. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the, um, well, what's really what's really challenging about that is that when when because when we're at work, it's full a hundred. We're at yes. full a hundred percent. I mean, going above and beyond like all day, every day. Yep. True. Non-stop. True. And so um, when the family crazy starts, that's where my emotions start to get a little crazy. And you know that. Like, I can handle either home being crazy or, you know, work being fine or work being crazy and home being fine. Like, but when they both start going, that's my tipping. It, because it's it, because it's not just little stuff. It's huge things. Well, and we talked about this too. It's, it's also, it, work can be going like fine. But then if both your kids mm-hmm. become unhinged, if you have more than one child and you're, you have more than one child being unhinged at one point right. at the same time, that is incredibly hard. Yes. Like, because usually like they almost know, like I asked, I remember asking Sam a long time ago because Jack was really hard when he was younger and Sam was like my quote unquote easy child. Now I would say like that role has flipped a little bit. Um, and Jack actually has been like super easy and mm-hmm. he's grown into this like right. super easy, awesome, he's an awesome kid. Yeah. Um, and Sam is just human, you right. know, like, but when right. he was little, because Jack was so hard, I remember Sam, I remember asking Sam once, I said something like, do you, do you really behave extra good because Jack is so hard on me. And he was like, yes. Oh. No, I mean, I see that. Bailey, Brooklyn gives us a hard time. And Bailey, you know, Bailey's like, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. And, you know, and I'm like, no, you are allowed to express your emotions. Right. You are allowed. Don't be just because Brooklyn gives us a hard time doesn't mean that you bottle up and you keep it inside. You're allowed to release that. You know, I just had this epiphany. I mm-hmm. wonder if Sam has a tough time saying what he wants because his whole life he was trying to just be good because... Jack was such a train wreck. Yeah. I mean, it's the reason why I'm a people pleaser because like I had, you know, to watch my brothers and sisters take care of everything, make sure everything was in good order. If my mom came home and the house was not perfect, she would lose her mind. Mm. And I was like, so the last thing I did before everybody went to bed is make sure everything was picked up, put away. Because when she would come home, she would, and something was wrong. And it's probably just her way of getting, letting go of the aggression, but, or like her pent up emotion. But she would literally... Just if like she'd go into our room and the room was a mess, she would take everything out of our drawers, everything out of our closets at 2 a.m. and make us clean everything. It was awful. So I always made sure everything Is it was wrong. Fine. I love your mom for doing that. Uh, what'd you say? <laughs> no, I know. I would never do that to my kids though. I've never done that to them. I haven't done it at 2 a.m., but I've 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 done I've done some unhinged things occasionally. I don't know. I, like and I remember one time she like she couldn't find a shoe. She's doing one of these blind mom reaches and grabbed a high <laughs> heel and whooped my brother's butt. Ooh. <laughs> I was like, Yeesh. Mom is not to be messed with today. And you know, when she was dying, like the, the whole 10 days that I got to talk to her before she passed away 
when she, we, she was diagnosed, she was like, I am so sorry. I was so mean. I go, mom, you were a single mom with five children. You raised five great kids. That is a circus. Yeah. And nobody's on drugs. Nobody's in jail. Like, well, and she didn't leave. No. Think about it. If I was doing that, I would have been like, I'm going to just yeah. get out of here yeah. for a little bit. Or, and then my grandparents would say, at least you guys all didn't end up in, you know, foster homes spread across the country or whatever, you know? You're like... Thanks, Graham. Super cheery thought. <laughs> I know. I, Merry Christmas. Thanks for opening your door to us. <laughs> um, okay, so the so the 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 challenge and the and it's the like the it's there's purpose purpose driven challenge mm-hmm. is is in something that we experience both at work and at home by yes. by you know trying to live that life right. But it's it's good. It can be you know overwhelming sometimes but yep. it can also be good okay i'm gonna go where is okay this one i like i okay i'm gonna show you some pictures this is what made me think about it okay as soon as you get those facebook memories draw the pictures no, <laughs> i'll be like draw a sleeping child okay so i um i woke up this morning and facebook is like here are some memories for you i love those <clears throat> so these were pictures of when the boys were itty bitty Aww. and one of them is me and jack sleeping that's me and Jack sleeping. Oh. Like super, like passed out, his arms just around me. We are like, and then this is, Sam had just t- scored two touchdowns and an extra point in that game. And then he came over and sat, and the post on that one was, we've convinced uh, Sam that that's exactly what Rob Gronkowski does. As he comes <laughs> and sits on his mom's lap after he that's scores so touchdowns. Cute. So, um, so the best thing for me about being a working mom or one of the best things is the love Mm -hmm. because I don't know about you, but when, when they put little Jack in my arms and then little Sam, you know, 21 months later in my arms, the type of love that I thought I had experienced with dogs and with men and with parents and with loved ones, it was, it like pales in comparison. Right. To the love you have for, for your, your children. No, it's true. It's the weirdest, weirdest thing. And I'm not saying I kind of like Binky like that though. Love Binky like that. Well, and oh, that, and that's what I was gonna say is that I'm not saying that you can't have that kind of love. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not, I'm not, you know, because I do think people have that kind of love for animals mm-hmm. um or for like nieces and nephews yes. or for other people's kids right. or you find that in like a, a life partner like I think you but that that level of love when that baby is first put in my was person in my arms mm-hmm. like I'm like there's nothing that touches this right there is nothing that no. touches this now your kids are gonna fuck it up <laughs> <laughs> they're going to test you they are going to test you and you'll be like remember when love them so much oh you know what this um you this just reminded me um dale had emailed me the these um uh this teacher had asked different aged kids you know things about like you know um what they worry or something like that what they worry about and so it's like you know it says something like i wish my mom and dad wouldn't get so mad at me when i make a mistake i'm still learning i'm only 13 and i'm like i'm gonna cry now those are powerful you know and there's some other ones that were in there and you know and the other day i saw this video of this girl who um was missed the bus and so she had to go wake her dad up or somebody up and she was recording him ranting at her about like 
like, you know, you were you were so um, you were just too busy trying to look like an orange cone today that you missed the bus. And she's like, and how do I tell him now? I forgot my backpack. <laughs> so she missed the bus. He goes, oh, you you have your phone, but you forgot your backpack. You know, that whole thing. And I was like, but he was totally going off. And I'm like, I that makes me uncomfortable. I don't like seeing that because I'm all about positive reinforcement. But at the same time, it's like, you know, I know they need to hear, Dale's like, they have to hear the hard stuff. They can't go through life thinking everything is okay. And you're like, you know, I don't sugarcoat it, but I'm like, look, you know, this is, this is how this could have been better. Right. Right. Well, and it's true. Like you have that immense deep pool of love for your children, but they will test you. And, and that's a good point is that you don't always like your children. Mm Mm-mm. You know, there are times where you will not like your children and that's okay too. Right. And And it's okay to say it to yourself and to verbalize it and to recognize it. Like, I don't like them right now. They're not acting in a respectful way. They keep making the same mistakes. They can't. But then to your point, you, and, and I'm not great at this, but, and I, I try to work on it, but you have to remember that you're the adult. Right. So. We're not their friend. You're not. Well, and you have to also remember that you need to check yourself. Yeah. Right. So instead, like, it's okay to say, you know, this is really disappointing that you missed the bus. Yeah. You know, I feel like you could remember something like your phone, but you can't remember your backpack. Right. And that's disappointing. Right. Um, because you could have gone to school without your phone. Yeah. But you can't go to school without your backpack. Right. But to rant and rave, and I've done it. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, I've, no, I've done the same thing. But to rant and rave is like, you're, you have to remember you're the parent and your words will last a whole I long, know. long, long time. It's so true. And to, it's okay to take a step away from those situations. Yeah. You know, like give yourself a minute, tell your child, like, you know what? I just need a minute. Mm-hmm. I just need a, I just need a minute mm-hmm. and just give yourself a minute to calm down. Right. Right. And yep. think like, okay, you know what? I've told her that I was disappointed and now I'm just gonna, now I'm, now what are we going to do? Now we just need to fix it. Right. You know, but mm-hmm. you know, I keep going back that love is um it's unconditional and and I still feel it throughout their lives like yeah. when there's a you know like when Jack didn't make the basketball team freshman year and then he was crushed cuz he like made 9 rounds of cuts or whatever how many rounds there were literally like it felt like 3 dozen rounds of cuts and he got down to the last round and the and the coach had been telling him He's been he the coach had been positive to him the whole time. Yeah. And he thought he was gonna make it and then he didn't make it. And he like he got weepy and then he wanted to stay home the next day. I'm like, you get to stay home, it's a mental health day, but then the next day you gotta go back to school. Right. And he went back to school and he came home. He's like, I'm gonna try out for lacrosse team. Yeah. And he tried out for lacrosse team and he played lacrosse for like two years. And to me, that him at like 14 figuring out that level of resilience mm-hmm. and just being like I hurt and I cried about it and I took time to process it but it doesn't define me and I'm going to do something else mm-hmm. and be curious about life and push myself and get out of my comfort zone like that is those proud mom moments mm-hmm. like you're just like damn you know what I want to have to have you ask Jack this so not <clears throat> I'm going to segue again but um so when they do these parties these days, like remember when we had parties as kids, oh, it was God. like they, you know, I don't even know how they did flyers. Remember they would throw out flyers here and there. Did you ever have any like when you um, were in high yeah, school? Yeah, like in the woods you'd go. Yes. To, yes. 
So these days they set up special Instagram accounts specifically for the party. And then they don't um, announce the address until like it's about time for everybody to come because they don't want it getting out of hand to get out there, right? Interesting. So you're going to have to ask Jack about that. Anyway, so Brooklyn got invited to a party on Friday. It was a Halloween party. And then one of her friends wasn't invited. And I'm like, I don't understand why if they invite these people over, what is one more kid? But then I think then another kid and another, and maybe that's where this comes from. I don't know. Well, last night, Brooklyn was that kid that didn't get invited. She was invited. And then she was texted by the hostess saying, I'm sorry, I have too many people. You're going to have to, or she showed up and she said, you're going to have to go home. So the one friend that Brooklyn was spending the night with drove her back to her house and dropped her off and went back to the party. And I was like, what? Um, Oh, no. With people. Oh, you don't do that. No, that's what I said. And so Brooklyn <clears throat> called me and she wasn't crying. She was like, you know, it's real shitty. And she told me and I was like, that's just messed up, Brooklyn. I'm like, have you been drinking? And she's like, no. And I'm like, well, if you want to just come home, come Why home. Why would you want to stay in that's someone what, else's goddamn that's house? That's what I said. What is wrong? She came home. And then she called one of her other friends who lives out in Mesa. So she came up. They've been friends like since three years old. I love her so much. I was getting all caught up with her and her about her mom and everybody. I love them. She, her, she literally has 10 siblings now. Oh, that's a whole nother podcast. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So anyway, so I'm curious about if that's, if, you know, if that happens on, I didn't, I mean, these girls are mean these days. I, there are no words for it. You know, I've, I've asked the boys throughout the years. I'm like, do you, you know, do you get bullied at school? Like, do you know, because. I think it's all, remember like back when we were kids, it was like boys fighting boys. All the girls got along. It seemed fine. But these days, these girls are just vicious. Oh, no. We were vicious. We and were. I, oh, we were terrible. Like I'm going to have to, I felt like I wasn't that bad. So I think like, I think I was, I was better. Um, I was, I was better, but like, but I had some moments too. I'm sure. I know I did. I like, we, we were we ruled that school. Like my girlfriends and I, I mean, we were nasty, mean, oh outspoken. Um, really, it's so funny. I just saw one of my friends from high school when I was in Chicago. We went out to dinner and um, we were just talking about like all of the terrible decisions we made in high school, especially mm-hmm. around like boys and stuff. Right. And she's like, well, think about it. She's like, all of our fathers were fucked up. All of them. <laughs> all of them were fucked up. You know, her dad had issues. My dad dealt mm-hmm. with addiction. She's like, and we were all trying to pretend everything was fine. And we were all really pretty. She's like, we were, we were like victims waiting to happen. Oh gosh. And I'm, and it was such, I'm like, wow, I had not even thought about that. And then I'm like, we're all our dads fucked up. And so we're both thinking for a minute and then we're both like, well, not Mr. Stadfeld. <laughs> Sharon's dad. Oh my god, that's so um, funny. And actually, I would also say Mr. Shinneman was in as well. But Mr. Shinneman was—it wasn't that he was fucked up. It was that he went through his terrible divorce. Yeah. You know, and he was like trying to be a dad with the four kids and work, and so. But, but like, you know, our uh, most of our dads had some shit they were dealing mm-hmm, with, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway. Well, and you know, and I think it's important also, you know, one of the things, so my dad was super crazy, sadly, and, you know, he was really absent most of my life. He would pop in here and there, 
and then just ghosted me for years. No, it's a good thing because you know? that guy was not a good guy. No. So um, I, when I was like in high school, I had to do therapy or something, and um, we were just talking about breaking the cycle that you know and and what that meant, and I was like, you know, and I knew I was never going to marry anybody who was good because you, they always say you marry your dad, and I was like, I'm not marrying anybody close to my dad, and you know, Dale's obviously the complete opposite. Like he's just amazing. And so... Um, Although Dale does have... He can get angry. Yeah, he does get mad. Yeah. <clears throat> Which is not like... That's not to say he's anything like your dad. No. But it's not like... You know, he yeah. does. He can be more quick to anger sometimes. Yeah. Yes. You know? Yeah. So... And... Um, not saying that you married your dad. No. He was a dick. Yes. And so... Um, what was my point? Why don't you stop talking badly about your husband? Why? Dale, I'm sorry. She's <laughs> I'm not calling. Oh, are you going to call are you going to call him a fucker no. now? <laughs> <laughs> we have our moments though. That's for certain. Don't, no. don't get me wrong. He's he's, a, he's one of the good ones. Yeah, he is he's a good a, one. We just have guy. our moments like every marriage. I mean, we've been together for freaking Oh my gosh, we've been married for 22 years together for 24 years. So, you know. Peter and I will be married 21 years in December. And we will have been together 28 years. Wow. But eight, seven of those were like kind of off and on was we were trying to figure our lives out. You were like Ross and uh, what was her name? Oh, Rachel. Rachel. Ross and Rachel. Yeah. We were. We were on a break. <laughs> we were on a break. Okay. So the love, I, I think the love that I have for my children is one of the best parts of being a mom because I think I would probably have some measure of that love in my life, even if I didn't have children, but it is like this weird extra level of love that mm-hmm. it's not constant. It's not all, but like, well, the, the base love is always there, but then there are like, you know, moments where they put the baby in your arms or your kid does something like just awesome. Like, you know, like well, Jack with yeah, lacrosse, so you know, where you're so just true. like, oh yeah. yeah. It's good. Um, I think that the universe throws us bones here and there that we don't expect. And a couple of years ago, um, I was supposed to be taking Brooklyn to school and, and dropping her off. And this was still when they were kind of doing hybrid, like at home or at school. Yeah. Like you could still learn online from home if you could. I don't know. Anyway. Um, so I we couldn't find the friend had just moved. We couldn't find out where she lived. Like I'm like, get an address. It's it's 2022. We can map it. She just Anyway, we, I'm like, you're coming to the office with me. So she came in the office with me and she sets up. And um, the teachers, they were going through all this stuff. And I think you remember the story. And um, they were like, she was calling on kids and they weren't done with their work. And, Brooklyn, and she goes, Brooklyn, you're done with yours. Why don't you go ahead and read your dedication? And Brooklyn looks at me and she goes, my dedication is about you. <gasps> and then she read this whole thing about like what I mean to her and all this. And I probably would have never known that had she not had to sit at my desk and work that day. Oh, my God. It was so amazing. I was so like, this is my favorite moment. I literally started instantly crying <laughs> because I needed that. And not in the shower. <laughs> it was not in the shower. And then <laughs> I um, I went and told you later and I was still weeping because I was so, so surprised. Because like these teenagers, man, they give you such a run for your money. And then you're like, oh my God, I love them so much. Like, look at, look at, yeah. look at what they've become. Exactly. And so last night when Brooklyn had called me and she's like, I'm just calling to vent. And so and I was getting mad. She's like, why are you getting mad? I because friends don't treat each other this way. I'm just so that's not surprised. a friend. No, I would never. I I would legit. Never, and she goes, but that's I can't you think guys. I ever would have done that. I said that. I said I never would have. <clears throat> I never would have left and went back. I would have stayed with you. Would gone and done something. Oh my god! Else. Actually, if Jamie if Jamie Walker Brown is listening to this, she will call bullshit because um, was it Fagawi Weekend, Nantucket, uh, 1999. 
we were at the chicken box and Jamie got kicked out <laughs> and we were like, see ya. Oh. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even think she was that. I can't remember what happened. So I, that's maybe the one time I did it. No, that's so funny. <clears throat> no, I mean, I don't think I've ever. Oh, I've gotten kicked out of somewhere before. Oh, I've been kicked out of places. But you know what's so funny? It was for the dumbest thing in the world. What? I wasn't even drunk, but I love to woohoo, like woohoo. You know? <laughs> so we were at this like biker dirty, like, like, like. Um, dive bar and I kept woohooing and then they were like if you if she woohoos one more time you guys gotta go and I was like it's a woohoo it wasn't even being loud or obnoxious I was just like we were all just in our little group whatever and I woohooed and Dale's Dale tells the story. So funny. Story so funny. He's like, it was like literally like she had three strikes, you're out. He's like, and you're out of here. <laughs> I was dying. No, I have been kicked out. Let's see. I've been kicked out for starting a fight. I've been kicked out. <laughs> well, I also, I poured a Coke over a guy's head. Oh, my god! And then I left of my own volition because um, I paid off the bouncer prior to that. Um, <laughs> Melissa Hodgson, hey, girl. <clears throat> the guy was being a dick. Um, I don't know. Maybe I haven't. That's maybe I only was kicked out of one place. Um, oh, yeah. That Foxwoods. I like the, anyway, I, the, there were some girls being hands, like not hand, but like kind of pushing around one of my friends and I pushed them and then mm. I of course got caught and <laughs> kicked out. So anyway. Um, okay. So what's your second thing you okay, love the so most? The, the second thing I love the most is, you know, um, showing the kids how um, resilient it is, you know, to work and to take care of your family and to do all the things. Like, oh, to model it. it. Is, yes. That's a good one. And so the one thing that it is, is just about being organized, like not and, and making sure and all of our craziness that happens is stopping for them when they need you, you know, and I'm a workaholic. I just I always have been. I always will be. And but when they need me, I stop what I'm doing so I can address them. Well, and modeling it is very important because I always say kids do what we do, not what we say. Mm -hmm. So it's just like smoking. Like if you smoke and you tell your kid, you know, don't smoke, it doesn't matter. They're going to nope. smoke. Exactly. You know? And Brooklyn already, you know, when um, she went to work for her very first job, they were like, we've never, like, she's such a hard worker. And we we're, like, so happy to hear that. And I'm like, because her room doesn't look like that. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And then um, at her new job, you know, um, she gets, like, we get compliments from people about how great she, she works. And I was like, that's good to hear. You're like, because we'll beat her. I'm serious. If she doesn't. Yeah. Well, and it's, um, it's. Especially important for you because you have Brooklyn, who's a daughter. Yes, right to show her like the you independent know. side. <clears throat> like she sees the dynamic between dad and I. You know when we talk or when we fight about stuff or whatever it is. Like she even mentions it. She's like, you know, she has a number of friends who our parents are divorced, and you know, but she's like, you guys hang out all the time together, and I'm like, we enjoy each other until we get on each other's nerves, and then we need a moment. You know, just have to, like, I'm going to go do my thing and you go do your thing. Okay. I know what, when you said this, it popped into my mind why this is so important for girls to see this behavior modeled. In it's, um, I presented at a conference a couple weeks ago about bringing, I'm, in the financial services industry, only 20% of advisors are women still. And it's been between like 17 and 20% for like a decade. Mm -hmm. So the needle hasn't really moved, even though we have all these DE&I, um, initiatives and anyway so I was on a panel with two other awesome awesome female advisors and we were talking about 
kind of our experience with male mentors and mentorship and um, and then also how, you know, you can make space, not just men, but how you can make space on your team for women. And um, I we started out and I was like, okay, we didn't rehearse this, but all the men in the audience, I um, just, can you just raise your hand if you have children, even if they're like grown children, but have you, you know, did you ever father a child? And so all, but like literally all the men raise their hand. And then I'm like, okay, keep them raised if you were asked if you were going to stay home with the baby. And literally every hand went down. Mm. And I don't know about you, but yeah. I was asked all the time, are you going to stay home? Yes. Are yeah. you going to stay home? Yep. And so in, and I think that's still, I mean, we're not that old. Like right. our kid, you know, it was mm-hmm. only like, you know, 15 years ago right. that I was pregnant with Sam and you were pregnant 14 years ago yep. with, you Bailey. were pregnant with Bailey. So it's been years and years and years. And um, I, I think still the default is women are supposed to be the ones that stay home and caretake. Right. And so if you grow up with that expectation, you it's really important for your daughter to have a role model mm-hmm. <clears throat> to see how you can do it. Right. You know, yeah. so that you can get more women into the workforce. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's also that, um, you know, there are a lot more women obviously in the workforce, but there is a dearth of women in upper management or ex- and the executive C-suite, mm-hmm. right? And it's it's um, it, I I I don't know if Sheryl Sandberg was the one who coined it, but it's called like the broken rung. Hmm. So like you can you know you're a woman, you're climbing yeah. up that ladder, yeah. But then you get to a point and you're like, I can't go anymore because if I take on more responsibility, I have all this other responsibility at home right. that I'm already you know responsible for, right. and it falls to me, you know. And going back to the chief emotional officer podcast. I mean, that we still are we still are kind of, you know, managing the social aspect and the emotional aspect of our families mm-hmm. to a large degree. Right. <clears throat> and so it's important for girls to see younger girls who are going to be in the workforce like you can totally do this. Yes. You know? Yeah. And think about it too like and I do hope that next generation like the Brooklyns and mm-hmm. you know Joan Pasquale's daughter Rosie, like I, I'm hoping that they'll just be like, well, duh, of course I can. Because think about it, like when we were younger, now your mom had to work and my yes. mom had to work because right. we didn't. My dad worked in a factory and she was mm-hmm. a teacher, so, um, you know, I, there were, but it was the 70s mm-hmm. and the 80s, and there still were a lot of women who didn't work, especially when we moved to Sudbury. Um, it. We it, that was a huge shift because most of the women worked in the city where I grew up, but then we moved to the suburbs. Most of those moms stayed home, mm-hmm. you know, or they were like part time travel agents or part time interior designers, right. or <clears throat> which there's nothing wrong with that either. But yeah. we didn't have a lot of women to model, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So hopefully that next generation is coming up is going to be like, well, fuck yeah, I can do it. I saw my I saw my mom Kathleen kick ass doing it. Yes. You know? Right. Right. Anyway. It's true. Just things I um things I think about. So yeah, the modeling part's really important. Mm-hmm. Um okay, my my last one, I had two good ones, but I'm going to go with um we've touched on it a little bit, but it's so cool to watch your kids become their own people. Yes. Like that is mind blowing. It really is. I think that, you know, they really, 
you know, I worry all the time with Brooklyn right now just because she's gorgeous 17-year-old who knows everything. Not really, mm-hmm. but she thinks yep. she does. And it's so challenging sometimes. I just don't want anything to happen to her. She's so strong. She's like, I dare somebody step to me. And I'm like, you are all of maybe 100 pounds. You're tiny. Like, But she has such a big... Um, uh, personality absolutely and so it's just like oh just please I just worry about it all the time or her out driving and like you know she we don't let her we give her a curfew not because we don't trust her but because I don't want her out driving past 1 a.m. I don't want her on the roads There's nothing bad many... happens after 1 a.m. yes nothing, nothing good, good happens nothing good yeah all bad things yes and I just I just worry about that and so even like last night she was coming home at 10 30 I wasn't comfortable with that because she was all the way up in up here Cave Creek and um all the drinking and driving that's happening for these parties and so you know I we have that stalker life 360 app and I'm monitoring her making sure she, you know she's not getting stopped you know she's on her way home and we talk about what happens if you get pulled over by a police officer and there's people who pretend to be police officers and all kinds of stuff you know what I mean I'm mm-hmm. like so she's probably so like you know um What's it, what do you say when uh, leery? Or? Yes, of the world, like just doesn't trust anybody because I grew up in the Pacific Northwest with all the serial killers, and <laughs> I'm like, be aware of your surroundings. No, it's it's important for every child to be aware of their surroundings. Yes. Um, did before you gave birth to your children, did you have any like ideas about what you wanted for them or? Yes, I mean, and you know what, honestly. Um, We've, we haven't mentioned this on the podcast, but we will talk about it someday. Um, we had a daughter, Lauren, and, you know, she passed away. She I was six months pregnant, preterm labor. We'll go and not talk about that another time. But I grieved for everything I was never going to get to do for her because I had already planned all this stuff for her. Mm-hmm. And it was so scary and it was so awful. And I was just like, so yes, for both, all of the kids, I've absolutely. And so, and then I'm like, you know, I get worried about drugs and, you know, all this stuff. Like what if they're the ones that get hooked on drugs or end up in jail or, you know. What were the things that you wanted them, to, like what did you visualize for them or how did you think they would be before you had them? Um, Honestly, kind of where they're at today. I mean, you know, I would, there's some things that we're working on, you know, with both the kids actually, just about, um, you know, when you have things to do, you need to get them done. They're obligations. You need to be accountable. You have to follow through. So I, in my pre kid world thought that they got all the stuff done but reality sets in and you're like this is normal for them they need to learn they're still learning and this is what we have to hold them accountable and teach them so when I was pregnant with Jack and I knew he was a boy I always used to tell people like he's going to be the next left-handed pitcher for the Red Sox (laughs) now he did not like baseball is he left-handed he is left-handed is he isn't that funny are you or Pete you're right-handed um I'm right-handed is Peter I don't no, I, no, I think Peter's right-handed too, but I think Peter's mom was left-handed. My mom was left-handed, and so is my Perry's sister. left-handed. Yeah, Perry's, and Perry has such nice penmanship for being left-handed. Oh, and his his parents yeah. made him work on that. That's when he was younger. The nuns tried to do that with me. Yes. Did not. It did not work. It did not work. Actually, we play this game at the office. What did Nicole write down? <laughs> I heard, I heard Rebecca go into your office once with a green folder, uh-huh. and then come, and then she came out. She goes, "I would have never guessed that," <laughs> and I knew you guys were talking about what, like, a word yeah. I had written. And it's probably like key lock or something, or it was like remove or reduce or so. I don't know, but I can read your handwriting. And sometimes, but there are sometimes where I'm like, 
I cannot like, get Nicole, this one. You are going to have to decipher this like, shit. Yeah. This one I can't get at all. I'm like, I have no clue. Um, but most of them I can. Yeah. Um, and then Sam, I always just say this one's going to cure cancer. Aww. And he actually is like off the charts smart. But oh, did I tell you? Well, I did. I did tell you about like we were talking about schools and I was like, you need to start thinking about you know, schools to, um, that we can go visit and mm-hmm. I want you to start mm-hmm. earlier than I did with Jack. And he's like, I, I can't, I don't know any schools. And then I was like, well, what do you think you want to study? Or what do you think you want to be when you grow up? Mm-hmm. And I've asked that before. And he's like, I don't know. But he, he said, I might want to do something in politics. Oh, which makes sense because you're very involved in politics. I, I, yeah. But- and you know, for his 15th birthday just recently, he wanted to go to D.C. Yeah. Remember? And so, yes. like, I should have caught on to that yeah. a little bit. But um, anyway, yeah. So I was like, huh. I'm like, I when I really – he doesn't really like people. So I'm like, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. He does like people. But, I know. Um, anyway, so, yeah, I just think the watching them – you know, I – before my kids were born, you have all these high expectations because this blank slate. Right. And then I remember when Jack was born, I remember just thinking like, please just don't die or get hooked on drugs. Please mm-hmm. just don't die or get hooked mm-hmm. on drugs. Like right. that's, those are my only, those, now that's where my bar is. Like it's just, you know, right. baseline expectation. I think that, you know, we, I'm so afraid of fentanyl. It's freaking in everything. And so um, I told you the story. I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast, but there's this new fentanyl going around called rainbow pills. Oh. And like we, the kids know they're not even allowed to get an aspirin or anything from anybody because even Xanax freaking has fentanyl in it. You know what I mean? Like the, when people are making this street stuff. Anyway, um, so I had snapped a picture and I sent it to Brooklyn and I was like, you know, just please be mindful. Do not take anything from anybody. And one of her teachers who she's friendly with um, threw her pencil at Brooklyn because Brooklyn was on her phone. And she's like, what? It's my mom. She's telling me not to do drugs. (laughs) (laughs) Teacher's like, well, don't do them. Well, they got into a whole classroom discussion about this fentanyl and the Mm. rainbow pills and not to do, you know, not to do drugs. And she's like, good. I'm glad your parents are talking to you about this. Well, that's the thing that's so scary like my so my friend Colleen just lost her son again Mm -hmm. it's been a shit month and Mm -hmm. um and he was friends with Jack so then it's like you know dealing with the whole thing about like Jack having a friend die and watching a friend lose a son and like who was just like your child like it just is so close to home and and Danny was born really prematurely spent a lot of time in the ICU he suffered from migraines his whole life um, and it was, it's, it seemed, I don't know they, well, they did an autopsy, but it like at a certain point, it doesn't actually matter what the cause is, but the police came when he died and searched his room and searched his car and there were no drugs, but he did suffer from headaches. And to your point, like you can't even take an aspirin Mm-mm. because he might've taken, you know, some kid might've been like, Oh, if you have a really bad headache, like I, I, scored these codeines from my mom or whatever right and you know you should give it a try because i bet it would help and you know danny innocently takes one but he's got some underlying heart issue or something you know or it's laced with like one grain of fentanyl Mm -hmm. right like Mm -hmm. it's not like you know it's it's i don't know it's like drug when we were you know when we were younger you know, you to do drugs for like a prolonged, I think of like less than zero, that movie, right? Uh-huh. Like where it was like, you know, you had to like really abuse drugs right. to like, well, to die from them. And now it's like you take one 
and you've never taken anything in your life and you could die. I, the mm-hmm. only thing that they ever told us not to do when we were kids is remember lick those stickers because they had acid on, acid acid on them on or them, whatever. Please. And I don't know. Um, did that was that really a thing? Though? I don't know. I don't know. I, I call bullshit. But on I don't that. know. And I'm I would never be into any kind of try any psychedelics or anything like that. Like I don't understand how people do that. People will tell like I'll hear experiences of people who do mushrooms or when they did mushrooms in high school college and they're they're like tripping everywhere. I'm like no way. Oh. I just no way. Well, I my college do it. roommates, not not Tina and Gail, just to be clear, but my other college roommates, um, they would take shrooms or do acid and. Um, I never did any of that stuff, but, um, because I was, I, there was nothing of, there was no interest me, for me exactly of being so out of control that I'm hallucinating. No. That sounds like it's a fucking nightmare. It does sound like it's, a nightmare. It's never, and I, no, I'm like. and the stories who, are so scary. I'm like, what would happen to me is I'd probably end up in this forever paradox world of crazy I well, and people just, did like, the, and, like in this. Yeah. Well, and I, wo- I remember I woke up one morning um, and they had I think they had shroomed the night before and literally they had taken spray paint like orange spray paint and just spray painted all around the walls, like over like a piece of artwork that was on, like it was a piece of artwork school? of mine. Oh, on, like oh. but it was framed. And um, anyway, it was um, and it, they they were like, don't freak out. We're going to clean it all up. And they did. They cleaned it all up. But I'm like, what about that was fun? I know. That's like, what I tell I my just, kids. I'm like, there's understand. no reason for any of that. There's just no reason. But to my point, like, you could do a lot of fucking drugs. Mm-hmm. And, like, it wasn't like you were dying just by taking one pill. Now you take one pill. You don't have anything in your room or your car. And I'm not saying Danny took anything. But, like. You know, these kids, their their frontal cortex isn't developed. Like, let's say he did, his friend was like, hey, try this for your headache. Mm-hmm. You take one pill and you're dead. Yeah. You know? It's not like you have drug paraphernalia all over your room. And God, I'm thinking like in high school, no. I, did I have like, I, I definitely smoked some pot in high school. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I definitely, there was a, <laughs> well, until I started dating my boyfriend, Charlie. And uh-huh. then he was like. Yeah, I'm captain of the football team, and my girlfriend can't be a pothead. And Aww. I was like, okay, I guess I'll give it up. But I didn't even really like pot. Like no. I didn't. Right? No, we same. We had uh, one time. This is so funny. My brothers and sisters and I. There was like this bong, and um, so we all like had a little bit or whatever. And we went. We were sitting at the kitchen table, and we were laughing our asses off. But then my stepdad comes in, and he stands and looks at all of us, and we're trying to be quiet and eat our dinner, you know. And that was like it. But no, I didn't like any of that stuff because it doesn't. It it's it doesn't. It um, I'm not productive with it. So I was like, after high school, I was like, no more. No, it doesn't like it doesn't make me feel better like I just get anxious on it it's worse like I don't I don't like it give me a couple glasses of wine that's all that's all I need is an afternoon nap yes life is actually I took a nap yesterday for like 45 minutes and I never nap I never nap I love naps I was like so tired we went to brunch with Crystal and those guys and we had champagne and usually I'm fine but we haven't been Mm. drinking a lot Mm -mm. so I had a super low tolerance I was super buzzy real fast we ate breakfast but then we went home and I was like so tired I'm like I have to take a nap and then we went on a five mile walk afterwards and we were fine oh, look at and, you. and then I had wine at night I just had well Binky tried to destroy my whole glass of wine she spilled it everywhere but and you but know but so as much as the kids will drive you nuts yeah right as much as the kids will drive you nuts and they will they will disappoint you mm-hmm. it is really fascinating watching them become these people from 
the little seed in your womb or mm-hmm. the baby you adopt or however you became a parent, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's, you know, you have all these expectations before they come into being. And then once they're there, you're just like, whoa, they're really their own little people. Well, and you want to make sure that they get all the opportunity that you didn't have. That's how I looked at it. I wanted to make sure that I grew up super poor. We had nothing like, you know, and that's what also I'm so proud to be where I'm at today because nobody gave me the guidance. Nobody said you had to do this. I just knew what I wanted in life for myself and I was held bent and determined to get it done. Yeah. No, and I, you know, that well and the the second thing the the fourth my fourth thing that was so great is what kids make you become like mm-hmm. how they help you become right. better right. and you know you your capacity for like loving and understanding and you know forcing yourself to try to be better um you know it really gets refined through the process of parenthood right, right? you might and and i've seen you know I, i've I don't recommend this, but I've, you know, had, I have a really good friend who struggled with addiction and, um, got sober and, um, and clean and then had babies and went through some real bad times. But I swear to God, those babies like kept her from Mm, relapsing, relapsing because you, you're like, it's not just you. Right. You know, and I'm very conscientious also about like how much wine we drink or something like, or, you know, if, if we, if we have bottles or or if there's like, I try to clean that stuff up because I don't want it. Like, I don't know. I'm really, well, you just don't want to be like, Hey, we're booze hounds. And you know, like this is, we're just drinking all the time. No, Mm -hmm. but kids do make you better. So yeah. Anyways, there are a lot of really awesome facets to mm-hmm. being a working mom. Yes. And so we're we're just trying to give you some – we're trying to balance some shit out because <laughs> we've been talking about the hard stuff and we try to give like a – It's ha- fun. You know, I love it. I love – I love it. As crazy as it gets, it keeps me going and it makes me happy. It's fulfilling. Like what else would I want to do? I mean, you know – It's just, you know, and I actually think like sometimes I'm like, I want to go. This is a secret of mine. Like I want to go get certified to be a group fitness instructor because I love my group fitness classes. Oh my God, you should do it. I know. And I say it all the time. Why don't you do that? Because I'm like, when am I going to have the time to do it? But then then you can, but you can always find time to do it. Yeah, no, exactly. So, and I start thinking about stuff like that. You should ask Babette. No, I know. Yeah. She actually, I mean, she's one of my inspirations. I love her so much. You just need, you know what? Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. Mm -hmm. It's like me when I started Pilates mm-hmm. where I've, I had always wanted to try Pilates and then I was like but I don't have time and then I tried a couple classes and I like I love it I'd like I get very zen and very into it's it it's fun and I love the classes um, and and now I just make it happen yeah. I'm like I'm putting right. it on my calendar right. so you just need to like put Can it I on your calendar I teach like old step aerobics I miss step aerobics oh I love step aerobics in my you 20s need to, you just need to do that I would be so fun so that's on my list it's on my bucket list um, well, the you know, New Year's it, coming up. Why don't you just like I? I don't believe in New Year's resolutions, but I believe in New goals. Year goals. Yes. So just like yeah. start. I know. You know. So the other thing that I do also is um, I started this little thing also called the Girly Griller because you know how I love to cook and yeah. I grill and I do all this stuff and so I started writing out like a little cookbook, you know, on my computer just to put stuff, family recipes, stories, yeah. things like that. So I've been working on that. So. But like those are the things that I love to do. And when I post about food on Facebook, it's because it's fun for me. I thoroughly enjoy 
enjoy it. It's not a chore. It's like, what else? What yummy creation can I come up with tonight? I love that. It's so fun. Well, and that's the thing about being a working mom is it also reminds you that like you're multifaceted and multidimensional Mm -hmm. and you don't have to just be like a one trick pony, right? right? You can do, you're capable of so much more than you ever think that you're capable of. Right. And you just have to like make yourself do it, mm-hmm. um, which I know is not the easiest thing in the world. Not sometimes. Um, and would we say like being a working mom is awesome? That doesn't mean that it's not hard. No. Or like challenging yeah. or whatever. Like it's not. We're not. We're. It's not fake. Mm-mm. Awesome. No. Like it just has awesome moments, and it's also punctuated with some real tough times. Some shit. Yeah. You gotta get through. No, it's true. You're just like enough. So, already. did you and give it? Did you anything else? Like, um, did you think? No, no, that was that was pretty much it. I think I rattled off all my stuff. Okay. I think there, and you know, the other part that I like, I rem, you know, is I do love coworkers also because they really oh, can make and break your day. They're, yes. You know, I've worked with some real hard asses, like super hard, like awful people. And then I've worked with such great people. And it just really makes a difference in your work day too. Like as crazy as our crazy gets at work, it's so much fun because we work with amazing people. We do. That makes a huge difference. And that, you know, as we're growing our firm, I like we had this one advisor come like sit in the office. Yeah. And I met him for five minutes and I was like. Not a fit. We're not. He's not a fit. He's because not a fit. I, it's not about like we're at the point in our careers where it's like building the right company with mm-hmm. the right people. It's not about just building for building's no. sake. And no. and you know what? Maybe that's like the anti business model, but that is the best business model. Well, for it's us. about culture. It, it is ha- about culture. The culture is important to me. It, I mean, culture is important to me. That's like a number one thing. Like. You know, that's really important. But I think everyone works towards excellence in our firm because that's what they see mirrored all around them. And that's not excellence like I have to work an 80-hour week and be miserable. No. Excellence means you pitch in. Everything is your job. You support your coworkers. Yeah. You you want to see everyone succeed. Mm-hmm. Those are the things that are important to right. us. Right, right. It's true. Um, which reminds me, that's one thing. I Perry never wrote that. Um, the culture uh, vow. The vows. traction. The vow. <laughs> We're just going to start brainwashing people into our cults and uh, branding them. Keith Keith Rainieri. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. Could you see? Oh, my God. If if, if Peter, if Perry ever watched the that documentary, he would die. He'd be like, what is what is wrong with those people? Anyway. Um, No, we'll we'll talk about that. But um, cults. No, we'll we'll get that back on track. Yes. um, They are core values. Core values. Values. Which I just abbreviated to vows. <laughs> <laughs> like every good I was saying that someone was like, I wouldn't I I told someone I would not be a good cult member. I was like, but I would be a good cult leader. I think. I would be but it would be, have to be a good cult. Yes. I'd have to be like cult. Linda the Good Witch yep. with a good cult. Exactly. Okay. So did you give a mob hack? 
Um, go to TikTok and get recipes. There's okay. all kinds, so many. You could just type in a recipe. And what I like about it, I mean, you could do the same thing on YouTube. You could See, do. You're talking to people who cook, though. I know. So, because well, I'm like, I don't want to get a bunch of recipes because no, no, no. it's make me feel bad for not it, cooking. You can go if you if you want to learn about workout or like sometimes I like to go like before and after pictures. Sometimes I like to look like I started this new regimen with my dermatologist Tretinoin, oh. and so it's like you know before and after and like the purging period. Like you just you can learn so much, you know. It's not like it's you know it's I don't use it. I all need like, to figure out what I need to look for. I mean beauty. You can look at clothes. I follow people who do fashion because I just I I'm, do like interior design. They have that stuff. They have all kinds of things. It's so much fun. And then I find some funny people and I'll follow them for a while. It's so cute. There's so this wait, one. TikTok is your mom hack? No, 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 no. What are you, a Gen, a Gen I know. Y or Z? -er? I'm trying to stay hip, Nicole. <laughs> it all started it's totally with working. Me. It's it, totally working. It totally started with me watching my kids on TikTok. Like, I had created accounts so I can watch them. I linked into them so I could watch their content. And then um, I, for years, I just, that's all I used. It. I never was on it. And then my girlfriend's like, you don't look at the TikTok? And I'm like, no. And she goes, that's a whole world. So then I started and I'm like, oh my God, now I send her. Well, you know, Peter thinks everybody. he's like a big TikToker now. <laughs> I love it. Peter has his own, I don't forget what it is, like Arizona something or other, Arizona Pete. Uh -huh. But he took he took a clip of Trump at a rally in Prescott when he was here in Arizona, mm -hmm. where he's like kind of dancing down the stage uh -huh. in a goofy way with his MAGA hat on. And um when and it was like something was going on in the news. Anyway, he overlaid jailhouse rock over it. <laughs> yeah. Like and so it was like Trump dancing to jailhouse rock. Anyway, it got like Oh, it was when he got yeah, when they raided his Oh, when they raided Mar a Lago. Yeah. Yep. So Peter put that on. <laughs> and um I think it got so much because both MAGA people and like non MAGA people, like anti MAGA people were like loving it. And Peter was like this is so weird. Like, why do the MAGA people think that I? this is like a tribute to him? Yeah. It's Jailhouse Rock. Oh but God. anyway. Um, so there you go. Um, don't, don't like come and burn our house down. No, no. please, people. We're about peace. We're about peace. But you got to be able to laugh at stuff once you in a do. while. I mean, you do. I mean, you got to be able to laugh at Okay, All so right. should we talk about our one good thing? Yeah. What ahead, was yours? Because I don't, I don't oh. even, I literally, I got to, I got to dig deep. All right. My good thing is now that the weather is cooler, I've always like we've always been fit. Like Dale and I have typically have been fit like towards the end of this year. Like, OK, daylight savings time in Arizona is not observed. However, we observe it because we work with the stock market. Right. So I have to get up at 630. <gasps> oh. This is the last week. This is my last 630 a.m. week. And I'm like, how? No, isn't it tomorrow? No. One more week. So tomorrow. Wait a minute. No, I don't think so. I think it's November 7th. Is Hold when on. I don't. Hold on. When is daylight savings? Um, I think it's the 6th. Yeah, it ends on November 6th. Oh, it does. Okay. We do have one more week. So this week is the last week, which is not is my one good thing, but the days get long. I stop working out. It's just because I'm so exhausted by just, it's just so busy. So anyway, so two weeks ago or so, we started walking outside because it's nice out again. And so I've got 15 miles in this week walking. And wow. then I got like two weightlifting classes in. So good for you. Makes me feel good. That's Getting back on thing. track, girl. Yeah. Yes. Getting back on track. That's exactly it. And I'm so sore. These muscle classes are killing me. I say my one good thing, honestly, was um, after we put Rocky down that you came over. Aww. And then on Saturday morning, my friend Colleen, who just lost her son, brought donuts over to me. Aww, and she's like, oh, losing your dog is the worst. And I'm like, oh, mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, I but know. it is. But I'm like, 
you know what? There is something to be said about being able to give comfort yes. to someone even when you're in um, pain. And there was like such huge value in that. And I felt so like, not that, I mean, I, I loved when you came over, Mm -hmm. like that was Mm -hmm. like awesome. And that you stayed with me, but it's like, I was just like blown away. Cause I'm like, she is in pain, but like took time out to like Mm -hmm. help me in my pain. Well, the thing is, is like with grief and you know, I can't compare losing my mother to losing a son or a child by any means. There's just, or a dog. Like I feel like, you know, you you almost feel like it's just a dog. Right. But, but even though I love, it's amazing. I mean, it's not just, but Anyway, so I guess just like feeling the love from those positive people yeah. in my life. And there have been a lot of other people, like my friend Sharon sent me flowers and like mm-hmm. the team in St. Louis sent us Aww, like flowers. Yes. Like, you know, it's just been a it's been a hard month and it's just been lovely. All these little like acts of kindness, mm-hmm. you know, right. so um, from people and we're all dealing with shit. Yes. You know, even if you're fine, <laughs> you're probably dealing with shit. Yes. <clears throat> so crazy. But anyway, it's good. But it's we're fun. I'm turning the corner. Ow, I'm not would you I just would you, why do you attack the I, I know. Why do you attack the microphone? <laughs> microphone check one, two, one, two. Exactly. Well, cheers. Cheers. Thank you. And press, press and hold. hold. Have a great week, everyone. Have an awesome week.